I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. I'd ask a question for you. You're tired? You're fatigued a lot? There's a one in four chance you might be diabetic or pre-diabetic. Now that's kind of scary because how many people are tired? Most of you. And that's when I looked at these statistics, it, get, it becomes really scary because so many people have diabetes or pre-diabetes and they don't know it. And a lot of information they're getting, I'm not gonna say is wrong, but is incomplete. So here's the good news. If you're diabetic or pre-diabetic, type two specifically, chances are very high that you could control or even reverse type two diabetes. So that should be enough of a teaser to get you to listen to this because if you're tired and fatigued, you may have these problems and not even know it. Now, vast majority of diabetics are clueless that there's something that they can do. They just have to assume that they're gonna take insulin the rest of their lives or some type of medication and that's it. That's their, their future. It's not necessarily true. And the research coming out now is really exciting because it's not just about controlling diabetes, it's about getting healthy. So the same thing I would tell you to get healthy is the same thing you need to do to help control the blood sugar. More than 50% of type two diabetics are not even aware they have it. So you may have it, not know it. That's why I said one in four. Diabetes rates are both among children and adults climbing out of control. Like I said, one in four Americans have it. And this is really scary because I've been in practice now for 35 years. So I've seen changes occur in the healthcare field. And 35 years ago, we didn't have a lot of the problems we have today. Diabetes out of control, kidney failure. I cannot tell you how many patients come to my office with kidney failure, stage one, two, three, or four. Didn't happen 35 years ago. Didn't happen 20 years ago. So something is shifting very quickly in the health of, the, of this country, and I'm scared. Because years ago, I, as a chiropractor, I basically dealt with neck pain and back pain and car accidents and sports injuries, and that was it. Now, patients are coming to us with blood work. They come in, Dr. Joe, here's my blood work. I want you to take a look at this. Dr. Joe, I, I, I've got uh, kidney failure. I've got type 2 diabetes. I've got uh, heart failure. What do we do about these things? And the inf interesting part is that years ago, you were just told this is it and the game's over. But now with the internet, people can look things up and say, wait a minute, maybe there is an option. And the answer is that there is. So we have an epidemic going on. Latest statistics indicate U.S. is now 24 million people about diagnosed with diabetes. 24 million, that's pretty scary. 8% of the total population. And I know this because for every 100 patients that come in our office, we see, we probably see a little higher than that because people come to us for this, we start to see about eight of them having diabetes. And the number one drug that I see people taking is blood pressure. Number two is cholesterol. And then number three, we look at acid reflux medications, digestive problems, and then we start looking at insulin or insulin-like products. 26% of the U.S. adults over the age of 20 and more than 35% of seniors are also pre-diabetic. Now, pre-diabetic means you're getting there and chances are it's going to happen. But this is what concerns me. I have people come to our offices, pre-diabetic, pre-osteoporosis, osteopenia is what it's called. And I say to them, what, do, what can you do about it? I don't know. I was just told I'm pre-diabetic or I have osteopenia. I don't know what to do about it. All right, let's start taking some action steps. Because if you don't do anything, it's going to get bad. If your car is making noise, if your engine is making noise, you don't say, well, I'm going to wait till the engine falls out to fix it. 
you go do something about it. Same thing with scoliosis patients. As a chiropractor, we see a lot of scoliosis patients. And we're told that if you have, it's called the Cobb angle, and if it's above a certain uh, level or certain angle, we go ahead and schedule a patient for surgery traditionally. Well, patients say, well, I'm pre-surgery now. The doctors are just going to monitor it. And that worries me. So you're just going to wait till it gets worse to do the surgery? Why don't you take some proactive steps? And that's what today's show is all about. I want you to start taking proactive steps to get healthy. Because if you don't, if you're pre-diabetic, you'll probably become diabetic. If you're uh, osteopenia, you'll probably get osteoporosis. If you're not a surgical case for scoliosis, you'll probably end up like that. So let's talk about the different types of diabetes. And type 2, in most cases, like I said, is manageable and many times curable. And that's what the research is showing, and I've seen it happen with a lot of patients. Type 1, diabetes, called diabetes mellitus, is a chronic condition traditionally marked by high levels of glucose, glucose in the blood. Type 1 is insulin-dependent. What that means is you're probably born with it, it's juvenile-onset diabetes, and you're going to have to take insulin the rest of your life. It is what it is, but there's type 2 that we want to talk about. Type 2 is called non-insulin-dependent, and that's usually called adult onset. Now, that being said, sometimes it's the other way around. It started out like this, but again, society has changed a lot. Type 1 diabetics, your body's immune system destroys the insulin-producing cells in the pancreas, called the islets of Langerhorn. So the immune system is attacking the pancreas, destroys the cells, and your body is not producing the hormone insulin. So that's why if you're type 1 diabetic, you need to take external sources of insulin, and if not, you'll probably die. So it's important that you do that. So here's a case where medicine is absolutely necessary to keep you alive. Type 1, relatively uncommon. It's about 1 in 250 people. Usually occurs with people before the age of 20. No known cure is what it is. Now, that being said, What's interesting is that with type 1 diabetes, there's some new research out, and this is just preliminary research, so don't go jumping all over me, that stem cells given to type 1 diabetics can sometimes stimulate the pancreas to start producing insulin again. I'm fascinated by stem cells, and in our office, we're going to be bringing stem cells in very shortly because I'm blown away by it, and we're seeing some amazing results with stem cells. So if you're type 1 diabetic, watch the research, you know, keep checking to see where we are on that, but we're starting to see some really good results with type 1 diabetics in some people. So the non-insulin diabetics, the type 2 diabetics. Type 2 diabetes, by far the most common, it affects about 90 to 95% of diabetics, and it's usually preventable or reversible. So you should be getting excited about this. Remember, if you're tired or fatigued, one in four chance that you have this. If you have type 2, your body's producing some insulin, but it's unable to recognize it and use it properly. And so that's when you go into advanced stage, you start taking insulin. So since your insulin is inadequate, sugar can't get into the cells and it builds up in your blood and that becomes a problem. Because if you have sugar building up in your blood, if you have high sugar, in the South they say, I got sugar, what might be some of the symptoms? Excessive thirst, extreme hunger, nausea, possibly vomiting, unusual weight gain or weight loss, increased fatigue, irritability, blurred vision, slow healing time, frequent infections, skin, urinary and vaginal, and numbness and tingling in the hands or feet. So for type 2 diabetic, you start seeing some of these symptoms. You go get your blood work done. Sure enough. And the doctors then say, well, what do we do about it? I don't know. Well, watch your diet. We're going to go really in-depth as to what, you, what to do when I say watch your diet and the things that you need to do. Restore your sensitivity to insulin. So let me explain insulin sensitivity to you. You eat sugar, whatever type of sugar it is. You bought, your pancreas releases insulin. 
It goes into the blood. And the way the insulin works is it goes into the cells and it's like a key. It opens up the cells and allows sugar to get into the cells. Glucose specifically, there's different types of sugar. So the cell opens up, glucose goes in, the cell uses the glucose. And then when it runs out of fuel, the insulin opens it up again, it lets more in. If you eat a lot of sugar, now when I say sugar, breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, it's not just plain old sugar, your body produces a lot of insulin. So eventually the cells keep getting tapped by this insulin saying, hey, open up and let the sugar in. Hey, open up and let the sugar in. The cells can't take any more sugar. If you put any more sugar into the cells, the cells are going to get gunked up. Going to gunk up the works and they're not going to work properly. So the cells say, I know insulin, you're telling me to open up and let sugar in, but I can't let any more in. And so they start arguing back and forth. Eventually the cells say, insulin, stop it. I'm not going to let you open me up anymore. I'm not going to let any more sugar in. I'm going to resist you. So now we call that what? Insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, usually due to eating too much sugar and producing too much insulin. That's what it is, excessive insulin production. That's real dangerous because once the cells shut down, they kind of get a little stubborn. Your cells get a little hard headed and they say, I'm not going to let any sugar in. I'm not going to let very little sugar in. And the insulin's like, come on, come on, open up, open up. So now the sugar levels in your blood rise. So what happens, your pancreas produces more insulin. So the cells become more insulin resistant. And this is where we start having our problems. So what we need to do with type 2 diabetics is make the cells more insulin sensitive. You have to say, okay, insulin, I hear you. It's okay. I'm going to open up again and let some sugar in. But the only way to do that is to stop bombarding your body with sugar and stop your pancreas from producing so much insulin. That's where it becomes a problem. So what do we need to do? It's dietary, folks, and it's your control. You have 100% control of what you eat. And I tell my patients that all the time. You have to have a normally functioning nervous system, normally functioning digestive system, and good nutrition. Now, from a nervous system standpoint, you might have a pinched nerve going to your liver, your spleen, your kidneys, your pancreas. So chiropractically, we check the spine to see if there's any pinched nerves. And many times with diabetics, we find a pinched nerve right around the sixth thoracic vertebrae. That's kind of right in the middle of the back. That's the nerve supply to the pancreas. So chiropractically, we open up those nerve supplies. We adjust that area and open up the nerve so the brain can talk to the pancreas. Then we got to get a normally functioning digestive system. Do you have gas, bloating, diarrhea, acid reflux, heartburn? If you have these symptoms, chances are we may have to adjust or massage your stomach to pull it away from the diaphragm so the stomach comes out of spasm and starts digesting food properly again. And then you have to look at your diet. And when I say sugar, what do you think of? You think of table sugar. Everybody does. But what about breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, soda? These are all sugars. Before I, I, I went on the air today, there was a breakfast buffet laid out. And I was fascinated. They had bacon, which of course I'm not a fan of. It's a known carcinogen. There's no question about that. They had biscuits, which is pure sugar. They had jelly, which is pure sugar. They had muffins, which is almost pure sugar. And I'm thinking, wow, people gobbling up this stuff. They had eggs too, which not a big fan of that either, but at least it's not a sugar. And they had grits. Eh, grits are boring to me. But I was just fascinated how everybody's gobbling this stuff up and then everybody's complaining, oh, I'm so overweight, I'm so fat, I'm so tired all the time. Yeah, look at the healthy people. I always say, here's a rule I want you to follow. Next time you go to a grocery store, Pick out somebody who you would like to look like, thin, healthy, in shape, follow them around, and whatever they put in their cart, you put in your cart. And the chances are pretty high that you're going to have a much better cart of groceries than what you're eating. 
because you don't get to stay thin and healthy by accident. You have to work at it. It's not something that happens accidentally. Now, if you're 12 years old, 14 years old, maybe then you can get away with stuff, but you can't get away with it once you're an adult. So if you start to see some of these symptoms, excessive thirst, hunger, nausea, vomiting, you might want to get your blood sugar checked. And once we restore the sensitivity of insulin in the cells, now your body goes back to normal. And that's the whole thing. I want your body to function more normally. It's not a blood sugar disease. Diabetes is the disease of insulin signaling. Also leptin. Now, if you listen to my shows before, I've talked about leptin. Leptin is produced in your stomach, goes into your blood system, goes up into your brain, in a part of the brain called the hypothalamus, and tells you that you're full. And if you're not getting the right signaling, you can become leptin resistant. You've eaten so much uh, food that the body's producing so much leptin that it's trying to bombard the hypothalamus, and the hypothalamus says, stop it, I'm getting too much leptin, I'm going to resist leptin. And now you become leptin resistant. Most fat people are leptin resistant. And the reason I can say fat on the air is because I used to be fat. And I understand that when you eat and you're not, you've eaten enough food, you know you've eaten enough food, but you're still hungry. It's a signaling problem. The stomach is, not, is getting the leptin up to the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus has been bombarded with so much leptin that it says, I don't want to hear from you anymore. And then you have a leptin resistance. And so you keep eating, even though you're not, you shouldn't be full, you shouldn't be hungry, you should be full, but you're not feeling full. So what do you do? You keep eating. So we can get the cells in the hypothalamus and the cells in the body to become more sensitive to these hormones. The body starts to work better. Now, I talked a little earlier about chiropractic care with diabetics. If you have a pinched nerve going to an organ, the organ can't work properly. So most people think of chiropractic care, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling. Yeah, we're really good at that. That's something that, you know, I, I, that's a given in my mind. If I have neck pain or back pain or any type of pain, joint pain, knee pain, I get adjusted and I feel better. Uh, I was hiking the other day and my uh, knee started popping a little bit. Didn't hurt, just popped a little bit. So I went to see one of my doctors in my offices and I said, Dr. Irwin, check out my knee. And he checked it out. My tensor fasciolata, the side muscle on the side of my leg, had become weak. So he stimulated it. Instantly, my knee pain went away. So it wasn't the knee, it was the tensor fasciolata. So as chiropractors, we always try to find the cause of the problem and not just treat the symptoms. So if you have pain, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, if you've ever been in a car accident ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged. Come see us immediately. Because if you wait too long, A, the insurance company's gonna laugh at you. Oh, you waited too long, we're not gonna pay you, ha, ha, ha. But then the damage can set in. So if you wanna make an appointment to come see us in the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We would love to be your doctors. So go to my website, drjoe.com, and make an appointment. You can do it right online. If you have questions, call us. But we wanna set up a time for you to come see us. So again, the website, drjoe.com. Make the appointment right now. Don't waste time, because you're gonna forget. So we talked about pain, but if you have a pinched nerve going to an organ, that's something that chiropractic works very well with as well. So we talked about insulin and pancreas issues in the mid-back. In the low back, you might have colon, sex organs, and bladder issues, gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, romantic problems. Could be a pinched nerve in the low back. Headaches, pinched nerve in the neck. Breathing problems, pinched nerve in the lower neck. So we got to start looking at a different way of treating people. Because what's happening, folks, the insurance companies now are dictating your treatment. They are deciding what type of treatment you can have and can't have. Now, that being said, if the insurance company says they're not going to pay for something, that doesn't mean you can't receive it. That means you may have to pay for it. And that's okay. Don't let the insurance company dictate your health and maybe your death because they're not going to pay for something. I'll show them. I'm not going to go to the doctor then. That's exactly the plan. 
We're not going to pay for it. Don't go to the doctor. We're going to keep your premiums, and you're the one who's going to get in trouble. So it's okay to pay for things out of pocket when it means your life is on the line or your health is on the line. So get off my uh, soapbox there for a second. Back to insulin resistance. Addition to diabetes, elevated insulin levels are associated with other diseases. Heart disease, peripheral vascular disease, stroke, high blood pressure, cancer, obesity. Because what happens is you have this sugar floating around in your blood. And the sugar is supposed to go into the cells. The glucose is supposed to go into the cells. So the cells open up, the insulin opens them up, the cells take the glucose. Eventually the cells can't take any more sugar. They become insulin resistant. The sugar is still floating around in your blood. So it goes back to the liver and gets converted into something called glycogen. Glycogen is stored energy. So when you're working out real hard or you're, 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 you ha you've missed a few meals, your body, once it uses up its blood glucose, it turns to glycogen stores. Once all the glycogen stored is used up, we still have sugar float or, or filled up, I should say. The sugar is still floating around in the blood. What do we do with the sugar? If it floats around too much, it can lead to peripheral vascular disease and heart disease. So now your body sends the sugar back to the liver, converts it into triglycerides, and then stores the triglycerides as fat. And this is why we get fat from eating sugar. Glucose isn't being used. You've used up all the glucose you can. Glycogen stores are all filled up. Gets converted into triglycerides. Triglycerides get stored as fat. And so this is why eating carbohydrates makes you fat. And this is why this craze with the, uh, uh, the keto diet. Don't burn sugar. Burn fat as a fuel. I'm okay with that concept. I'm not okay with how it's executed in most cases. So you can cut back your sugar intake, and what the keto diet plan is, and it works very well for people with insulin issues, is that you want to eat about 40 grams of net carbohydrates a day. So what do I mean by that? Take all the carbohydrates you eat, if you eat 100 grams of carbohydrates a day, then minus the fiber that you're eating. So if you're eating 100 grams of, of carbohydrates a day, and you eat 50 grams of fiber, which by the way is a lot for most Americans, you have 50 grams of net carbs. After about 40 or 50 grams of carbs, your body now starts to burn fat as a fuel, and it takes a lot more energy to convert fat into glucose, into fuel. And so what happens then is you actually start to lose weight. Concept, perfect. Love it. But what it boils down to is eating good foods, eating whole foods, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Because if you eat a piece of fruit, it has fiber in it. So even though it has sugar, it has fiber. Now, don't eat too much fruit because you get too much sugar. But if you're drinking fruit juice, no fiber. So it's all carbs. Breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, grains, that's all carbs, folks. You gotta cut them out. Now I'm a vegan. I don't eat animal products. So you start thinking, wait a minute, if you're a vegan, how do you eat a low carb diet? Well, I can eat, you can eat some soy. And now again, there's, there's some issues with soy. I'm not the biggest fan of soy, but if you have to lose weight, this is gonna work. But eat more vegetables. You can eat a salad maybe with some chickpeas on it. Uh, you can eat hummus if you want to. Now, again, beans are high in sugar as well as fiber, but then you start eating things like salad and vegetables, which essentially have no carbohydrates, and that's going to push everything through your colon, and it works really well. Take supplements. I know that su certain supplements can help your metabolism. How do you convert fat into fuel? How do you convert uh, uh, carbohydrates into fat? You need, you need nutrients and enzymes to make this all happen. So when you have the right amount of enzymes and the right amount of vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, the body works more efficiently. And so that's why I take at least once a day Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. They are two powders. They taste great. I take a scoop of each, one, one scoop of each, 
shake it up and drink it at least once a day. Now, if I have a big day, I may have it twice a day. If I have a big hike, I got a bunch of radio shows or TV shows I got to do. If I'm flying, if I'm traveling to give lectures, I'll take a double dose of the super greasy essential source. So that's the minimum amount of nutrients you should be taking every day. And it's great for diabetics. It has really low carbs. So go to my website, drjoe.com. You can get the, uh, the supplements right there. We have a bunch of other supplements as well. Digestive enzymes, which is important as you get older if you eat a lot of cooked foods. Uh, we have probiotics because I've done many shows in the past. The bacteria in your colon will determine your mental state. We did a show on that about two weeks ago. And how your body metabolizes things. Fat people have different bacteria in their colon than skinny people. And so that's why we have Dr. Joe's probiotics. People love them because it can actually recolonate your colon with healthy bacteria. And that's really important if you want to get healthy. So all my supplements are on my website, drjoe.com. If you want to make an appointment, come see us. Also available on the website, drjoe.com. So leptin, we talked about leptin. Leptin is a hormone produced in your fat cells and also produced in your stomach. So if you're fat, we just went through the whole process of how that happens with carbohydrates, fat becomes a living, breathing organ. We always thought decades ago that fat was just a blob. It was no big deal. Fat produces its own hormones. It produces leptin. It produces estrogen. So it becomes an endocrine organ. It starts producing your hormones. So fat is produced. If you're fat, you're producing leptin. Leptin goes up to the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus can't handle more leptin, and so it becomes leptin-resistant. So what happens then? You're hungry. No matter how much you ate, to a point, you're still hungry. Anybody ever do this? They eat, and they know they've had enough food, but they still want to keep eating. I want dessert. Thanksgiving is a perfect time. I ate so much food, I can't even move. Where's the pies? Where's the cakes? Where's the desserts? It's a leptin problem, folks. And we can get the leptin working normally again. It's great. So we got to lose the weight to stop producing the leptin to take the stress off the hypothalamus. This is why fat people get fatter. And I used to be fat, so I know what you're talking about. So leptin's one of primary roles is to uh, regulate appetite and body weight. But leptin is largely responsible for the uh, accuracy of insulin signaling, whether or not you become insulin dependent. So the leptin, too much leptin, can affect how your cells deal with insulin. Everything's interrelated. And this is why years ago, you know, if you had a heart problem, you went to the cardiologist. If you had a, a back problem, you went to the orthopedist. Um, if you had a, a spine issue, you went to the chiropractor. And now we're starting to integrate all that because nothing in the body works by itself. And this is why so many doctors and hospitals and uh, judges and attorneys send us patients on a regular basis because, A, we want to get them well as quickly as possible from a structural standpoint, but we also want to get them well from a chemical standpoint. You want to make sure that digestion is working and you're getting the right nutrients. Because if you have the right nutrients, the body is able to work more efficiently. And I know if I don't take my super greens and essential source, I eat more. I can't tell you how many times patients call me and say, Dr. Joe, I can't afford not to take super greens and essential source because when I take it, I eat less and I'm saving a ton of money and I'm losing weight and I'm feeling better. So make sure you get the minimum amount of nutrients into your body every single day. And if the leptin wiring is off, it becomes a big problem. And that's what happens with this signaling. So fructose is a major culprit in obesity and diabetes. Now we talked about sugar before. Let's talk about the different types of sugar. You have fructose, fruit sugar. Glucose, which is the type your cells use. There's maltose, there's lactose, uh, there's galactose, there's other types of sugar. But the main ones you're going to be exposed to are going to be glucose and fructose. Glucose is used as a fuel. Fructose cannot be used as a fuel. Fructose has to be converted into glucose. And that conversion occurs in the liver. And when fructose is being converted into glucose, one of the waste products is uric acid. 
Now, uric acid gets in your joints and it hurts. I'm a chiropractor. My team of doctors are chiropractors. We deal with people with uric acid buildup every single day. So even if you're getting the best chiropractic or orthopedic or neurological care you can ever get anywhere in the world, if you're eating excessive amounts of fructose, you're building up uric acid. Uric acid gets in your joints and it hurts. So regardless of what your health issues are, you got to cut out the fructose to cut out the uric acid. But that's not the worst part. Uric acid convert, prevents the body from producing nitric oxide. Nitric oxide opens up your blood vessels. It's a major vasodilator. And if you don't have enough nitric oxide, it can affect blood supply to your brain, to your arms, your legs, your digestive system, your happy parts. I'm going to keep it clean because it's a family show. Your reproductive organs without proper blood supply don't work, men and women. So if you're eating a lot of fructose, you may not be having proper blood supply to these organs, and you may be having problems. So we're going to cover that. We're going to go to a break right now. We come back, I'm going to cover a little bit more on that because that's a pretty complicated. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. If you want to make an appointment to come see us, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge in the Atlanta area. We would love to be your doctors. So go to my website, drjoe.com, and make an appointment right online or call us. If you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, digestive issues, nutritional issues, ever been in a car accident, ever, you need to come see us, folks. The sooner you get to us, the better. And that goes for you, your friends, and your family. Now, I know this show goes all over the world. So if you're not in the Atlanta area, you can always set up a time where we can do a consult over the phone or we can do it on Skype. Because uh, we want to get you well and keep you well. Of course, we can't do chiropractic care over the air, but we can talk about nutrition. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito at the website, drjoe.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on the WSB Radio app.